Hello, welcome to episode 32 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo, and a man now most definitely in his 61st year of existence. Yeah. We, that is absolute yeah. nailed on now, isn't it? Yeah. How, how are you with that? Okay. Yeah. Somebody asked me something and I said, 40 I dreaded, 50 I embraced, uh-huh. 60 was another day at the office. Hmm. So there you go. So chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, sport, conspiracy, and mindfulness. And we are all now so wise mind it's ridiculous yeah let's go back to mark one (laughs) much more fun yeah we're all work in progress and this podcast is no exception in short it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives and if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness then our work here is done if you haven't subscribed to us in your favorite pod you stripping off again if you haven't already subscribed to us in your favorite podcasting app then please do so it's a great way to have all of our latest episodes delivered directly to your device as soon as we publish it and if you have a spare moment please do leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts as this will be appreciated yeah mm. i'd like everybody for my christmas present to go to two other people and give them the link to this oh, that's all so you're, that's ask, all you're asking that's all i want yeah yeah all you want for christmas is that you can also subscribe and listen to us on youtube as well i've not mentioned this uh mm-hmm. you can't, can't see us uh, as that would most likely put you off completely um coming up what no nothing did i just plant an idea do you want to do a do you want to put an audio visual treat yeah i wondered just, when when you know we do the magical mystery tour when we're going to do that in the new year whether we could we're bring on the back of the bus on the back of the bus where we're we have to have film that. some video content of that yeah we'll have to film that yeah coming up plenty of bookmarks and bits to pick up on work-life ballet we're talking about the curry yeah. Um, and in Brain Food, uh, we're talking about calorie deficit, which I think we've nudged, haven't we? Yeah. Tickled around the edges, but not really kind of gone into. If we can combine that with curry, it makes for a new health food movement. I'm going to coin curry deficit. Mm. Work in progress. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, so how are you? How is the marketing business? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a bit slow. <laughs> pick up <laughs> any time now. I saw your your latest uh, innovation, your latest piece of artwork. It was cool. Oh, that? Yeah. I did a logo. Yeah, a logo. Nice someone. Yeah. Just keeping my hand in, you know. <laughs> Keep the rust off. <laughs> well, we were saying about working for others, weren't we? And yeah, it was exactly that. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of back scratching. Yeah. Mm. How are you? All right? Yeah. I was, <laughs> you know, when we listened back for the edit before mm. and... Um, I was listening. <laughs> I was listening when you asked that question, and I went, "Yeah." And I took about a minute to answer. I went. I actually six- took about three minutes out of the edit, <laughs> just silence. <laughs> and I went, "Yeah, six point three. No, six point four. No, I can't have a six point four. It's two even numbers that add up to ten. Six point seven. No, they're consecutive. You can't have that." <laughs> <laughs> it's like i could either be six is that what was going on in in your mind yeah yeah i was look, i was visualizing the numbers hear that on the pod i can't do six six point nine because it's like the yin and yang so i couldn't do that all right 70s around number so the next i can either be 6.3 or 7.1 i was no and i'm so no what, what i hadn't edged into the sevens so okay what are you out of those two then today today i oh there's some lower down ones you can have as well yeah. what can you have lower down <laughs> Well, you did it as a fraction. I did it as a decimal, which was interesting. You said four and a half. Oh, right. Yeah. No, I'm not going to put a number today. I, th- I think I might suddenly lose a bit of the judgmentalness to judgment. Yeah. I think Hopefully. I might just be a little I bit feisty. Wait. Yeah. I've been, I've, been, I've been too polite. My wise mind has been kind of... <laughs> For fuck's sake, just be controversial. <laughs> yeah, spit it out. Stop apologizing that you got the dragon's yeah. den numbers wrong. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, uh, thanks for training. How was your birthday? Did you have a nice birthday? I did have a nice birthday. Thank Thanks. you. Thank yeah. you for training me on your birthday. I enjoyed it. That was I, obviously the highlight of your birthday, wasn't it? Me? Everyone I trained, I, I, I can't say they're my favorites, but everyone on train, I was talking to this to Amelia the other day, and you get a different feeling for every client, which I get everybody does. I guess mm, people in yeah. therapy or people in a shop or whatever. Yeah. Maybe the, a little bit referring back to our habits that certain sessions have a certain feel mm. because of the person and not necessarily good or bad. And the person that I train um, first thing this morning at eight, we just have a really engaging conversation and we don't know what it's going to be about. Mm-hmm. We were talking today about our dislike of small talk. Right. And I sort of mentioned to him, yeah, it's this, okay. This bit of the pod must be really painful for you then. Well, he was using the expression <laughs> when someone, no, I love this bit, when someone comes up like, you know, in a party or social setting and says, how are you? And you go, I'm good. And their reply is, good, good. It's like, thank goodness we've got that out the way. Yeah. But he was saying it and he said he doesn't want to have that small talk. And I said it was interesting, literally, as he walks into well, not the any, garage. not even if it was I guess not you so have good. Some oh, passing, so how, yeah. yeah. Good, good. Last week we talked about organized religion. It almost had a certain depth to it. And I'm thinking maybe we've lost this idea that you can have a meaningful, insightful conversation that's between a political argument and... Mm banalities yeah yeah and i think we've maybe uh, me sweeping generalization i'm happy to bring banality to the party (laughs) on on my sessions just for balance i know where i don't tell i know where i sit (laughs) (laughs) your banalities are like the introduction of these jokes and sound effects you're like one of those kids that gets a new synthesizer at christmas and has the sort of boom 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 got some new beats yeah yeah and you've found a bell (laughs) yeah yeah I don't even know where we started on. Oh, so yeah, I trained a number of people on Thursday, on my mm. birthday, and it was lovely. Yeah, Good. Thank you. Good. And you had nice food. These people cooked for you, didn't I they? had a burger and chips. Oh, very nice. Mm. I will come on to calorie deficit in a bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, my Santa story, that was very badly told, wasn't it? But uh, uh, it was, I, I did find it quite amusing. I found it, yeah. You found it frustrating. Probably listened to back to it again as much as it was to hear it for the first time. I don't know whether it <laughs> that was... That lawnmower comment, I missed. <laughs> <laughs> was that the one that you missed? Because <laughs> you run out of petrol. Oh. Also, my golf is genius. Oh. I, I totally misunderstood what you said. I, mean, I know, I know. I had to listen, I listen back. back. And went, oh God, that is really clever. It was so clever. I, and I just went. No, I didn't. I wish, I wish I was that clever, but I wasn't. Do you think you could repeat it again now or insert that section here? I just thought yeah, that but, was uh, magic. Uh, uh, yeah. I would have been proud of that. So I said, just to demonstrate the level of pedantry on this podcast, I had to double check. And it turns out goldfishes is as much of a plural of goldfish as goldfish is. <laughs> Obviously, goldfish is, is not goldfishes. Gold fishes. Yeah. I must listen to it three or four times and go, what, what does he mean? What? Do, oh. oh I like <laughs> and then I'm praising you. You're so clever and you look at me like, fuck off. What are you on yeah, about? Yeah. Don't take Rude. the piss out of me. Yeah. <laughs> of course I'm clever. I can I'm take really, compliments. Yeah, I'm really fucking clever. I just didn't realise. Yeah. Uh, the Lord Mayor of Liverpool, he is known as Chippy Tits. Mm-hmm. Not to uh, the mainstream media, of course. They call him by his actual name. Mm. But uh, I'll tell you what, anywhere where he's mentioned in a news piece, the comments are hilarious. Yeah. Just everyone, just all the Liverpoolians piling in with their with theirs. I won't I won't read them out because my my beep will wear out. But it is funny. Mm. You get some stick. We're talking about gravestones a little bit. Uh, I think I talked about in the last episode. Do you not remember? Um, can you just wait there, Spike, listener? No, no. Can you just wait there? We're talking about Spike Milligan's gravestone. No, no. Just we? when I say wait there, I mean. Shut and what up. you looked at me like 
no, I no. thought that for a minute. You were like, can we not talk about gravestones? And no, no, no. you jumped into life. We've You've got joke, something to show me. joking about my funeral for the last two weeks. Yeah, I've got something <laughs> to show um, I don't know whether this works or not. People maybe No, it doesn't, we... but we'll, we keep doing okay. it. Okay, well, you can describe it. So that's uh, my birthday walk. You, you walked through a graveyard on your birthday, did you? Yeah. Okay. Just funny you should say oh, that's the one local. That's the local one, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's the, the dead centre of where you live, isn't it? <laughs> I'll put it on after. No, no, don't. I'm going to do it. Dong. We're not going to keep using that. Yeah, no, it's just interesting that you said talk about gravestones and that's where part of my birthday fun was spent. Yeah. What, you're just walking through or just seeing what names were about? I was looking at names, yeah. It, no, I quite it's like not doing a, that. It's not a very old graveyard. And there was also one, and I, I don't know whether this is just my sensitivities or lack of sensitivity. There was one, and I think it was for a priest or a vicar, I can't remember, but they had his, his title there. And it said, who fell asleep on November the 30th. Right. And I find uh, okay. they often use that language. I of, Or, you know, passed I away. They fell asleep at the wheel or something and yeah. ended up in a ditch. Yeah. That's going to be <laughs> cut <bit>. out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just think it's it's interesting. The You're looking at a gravestone. The person has been, and I don't know whether that softens the blow. I think you're uncomfortable with, with, with saying sleep for death, aren't you? I think that's what you're basically yeah. saying. I don't, I'm uncomfortable with it as well. Yeah. They're not asleep. No. And I don't, it doesn't have to be brash and like, he died on this date, but he did. You don't even have to say he's dead. I mean, it's pretty clear. He's yes. got a gravestone. I mean, it, yeah, the clues are there. Yeah, aren't they? Yeah. I think we should have a death special. Mm. I've been thinking about this. Mm-hmm. About my death. <laughs> I have. A, I have. I think about my death probably more than I care to admit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I there was a really wise person. You could maybe look this up. I think it's in the 15th century. Let me think. He said something like, I'm not <laughs> wasn't Marcus scared. Aurelius, was it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, Jack Lemon's gravestone. Yeah. One word on it under his name of in. Yeah. I think that's really good. Okay. Smart, isn't it? Not impressed. Uh, not instantly. No, prob- I think on it. I think on it. No, I don't have to. Okay. It's funny. End mm. of. I don't really need your opinion on that. Okay. <laughs> I'm speaking to the listeners. You just you just go in the corner and think about your actions. Go and think, Mikota. Go and think, go and think about the wise mind stuff because I'm not actually sure I want judgmental Mark back. <laughs> Do you back to being, being nice? Annoyed. Laugh at my jokes like you meant to. I Jack Lemon was in Grumpy Old Men, wasn't he? Which is fitting. Uh, some like it hot. Yeah, as well? is that where they dressed up as women? It's good being a film buff when you know bits uh, of when stuff. You're like all that. about yeah, it. Takes, yeah. it takes the listeners. <laughs> it's almost like they're there, isn't it? Because, of course, Bristol invented acting with Cary Grant, Grant, didn't they? They did. Um, Cary Grant. Cary Grant, yeah, just to <laughs> keep the theme going. Some like it hot. <laughs> Genius, we'll come to that in a minute. Um, oh, that's, that's good. Uh, I've put Wombats in apologies because I kind of <laughs> looked at you like you were mental. But, yeah, you're absolutely bang on. Wombats have bottoms made of concrete. Well, that's actually strictly not true. Okay. They're not made of concrete. No. So, um the marsupial calcium carbonate yeah. <laughs> you don't put hot water on them they stink no. of rubber um the marsupials bums are made up of four plates fused together and surrounded by cartilage fat skin and fur <laughs> alice swinborne an expert in wombat bottoms from the <laughs> i haven't actually read this from the university of adelaide oh imagine your life's come to that mm. so you got on your linkedin <laughs> Says wombats were used. I recommend <laughs> Alice <laughs> for PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah, um, we use their backside to plug up their burrows, stopping predators entering and protecting softer areas of their anatomy. Right. 
Yeah. I've got a vision of them doing it with a car driving in, but I think I've maybe taken that to the extreme. With a car driving? They don't into drive... a wombat and it stops the car. I think oh, maybe just, I've gone yeah, too you, far. I like the idea, though. Yeah. Well, that was quick. This is the point where we go into the next section. You go, oh, hold on, I've got three apologies to do in a new section called <laughs> Apologies in the Wrong Part of the Podcast. No, I haven't got any You apologies. haven't got anything. Okay. Except. I always get. Except. This, See, I knew it. This isn't an apology. I'm going to. No. We, That's we what normally what you start your apologies with. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry, isn't it? And compliments. This isn't a compliment, but you lifted really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't feel good about yourself, but you're not shit. You did lift well. Thanks. I, that wasn't, I wasn't fishing for a non-compliment. PB. Share it with the world. It was. Mm. I even spent time make, editing it to make it look edgy, that video. It's got... Well, you put a filter on it. Put filters on it and put extra... I like the way I didn't make it to your uh, Instagram stories like your other clients. But anyway, should there's we move on? There's a queue. On? There's two clients. There's a queue? There's a queue. How many in the queue? Well, there's two before you that when we talk about calorie deficit, I'm going to big them up. All right. I'm feeling like I'm at the bottom of the pile here. It sounds like I rank all my clients, doesn't it? <laughs> I think it's probably it's pretty clear. Mm. I know where budget. I am. It's fine. I'm comfortable with that. Okay. I'm not competitive, as you know. <laughs> um, yeah, have you got something? No, I'm just... <laughs> just fucking with me. Yeah. Messing with your head. Uh, curry. We haven't talked about curry. Now, curry... Uh, football brought us all together. Mm-hmm. But the other part of, a, of, a, of our group, if we're not on a on a weekend away... Yeah. We're out for beers and a curry. We've done that quite a lot, haven't we? Yeah. But as soon as anyone mentions curry to me, it's, it's quite evocative in terms of my curry, you know, history, how I found curries and what, you know, more than any other. Okay. Food stuff. Know, yeah. yeah. Especially going out and that kind of experience. It's not just the food. It's, it's all the it's all the things that go with it. And the, I'm not, the pants. Yes. I kind of wanted to start with that. What is it about curries and the idea of going out for a curry that's so appealing? Or. Or. Yeah. Frightening. But I was going to say... Because you don't know what I'm about to say, because I didn't even... No. Uh, when you said we're going to do curry... I'm not frightened of what you're going to no, say. No, no, I am. <laughs> Are you? Of curries. You're, you're scared of curries? Uh-huh. I'm just going to put that out there. We'll, we'll come back to that in this talk. You don't know why I'm going to say curries are frightening for me. No, but that's, which that's is good. good. I'm kind of excited by it. Yeah, come on, um, let's go. But I was just thinking, when, we all kind of, when our group goes out for a curry, yep. I just realised how formulaic it is. Do you think? <laughs> Like frighteningly so, isn't it? We've kind of touched on it before that, you know, the same people fall asleep. Mm-hmm. You know, well, we we meet in the same place. Yeah. We, always, we meet in we, two places. <laughs> the group arranged to meet. I know. And I then we, know then we meet happened. in two separate two pubs. Two separate pubs. And we meet, then we go to the same pub yeah. and spend a while looking for each other. Which is the best pub because it has music and... Yeah, and atmosphere. Once we've found each other, we kind of, just, just as the people who are a bit later to that pub start drinking, yeah. it's all kind of time to go. So you've got a, like a pint on the go. And everyone's finishing and ready to, you know what I mean? Oh, it's, well, it's even more extreme as that. It's like, big man, what time's the what time's the curry for? And we used to book it at like 11, so it, didn't yeah. we? Just as they're shutting. Yeah, and we wanted to do it early and it went to half 10. Yeah. Which is far too late for anybody. Yeah, so <laughs> you, you're in the pub at 10.25. What what time is it, big man? 10.30 at the pub. Quick round? No, no, you've, like, you've got your full pint. Yeah. Five minutes to get seven more beers in. And then take two pints across the road into the curry house. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, and more then, beers. And then it just, I mean, thankfully, we were normally a little bit later. But if we've ever been a bit earlier, we have emptied the place before, haven't we? When, yeah. When us, well, there's probably 12 of us. Yeah, they used to be bigger, the, didn't they? When all the hangers on yeah. <laughs> joined us. We used to tell other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've actually cleared the place before. Yeah. 
yeah. which isn't anything to be proud of necessarily no. but you do go in you've had a you've had a few these are in the days when hmm. and then it's sober i don't think or not drinking last one so you were sober last one was we it? did yeah because oh, wow. okay. we sat together in the corner reading books didn't and we well water. everyone <laughs> used poppadoms as frisbees <laughs> and beer mats yeah. <laughs> yeah but you you kind of walk in and if, most people aren't aware of or everyone else but you can see some of the couples having a nice quiet dinner yeah. look up going oh, you just see yeah. their faces 12 floats. yeah yeah and then the usual uh usual banter yeah and the waiters love us as hate us in equal measures because they can sell probably 80 quids worth of (laughs) poppadoms because they each ask each of us yeah do you like poppadoms and we all go yeah yeah bring them on bring them on and there's it's a tower isn't it and there's just people breaking bits of what is it chickpea i think isn't it and dipping it into marmalade and raw onion as if, like, this Lime. Is a, yeah, this is a mm. this is a national delicacy. Everyone in India is eating raw onion as their starters. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and a tower of poppadoms. Yeah. What were you going to say about it being frightening? I'll come on to that in a minute. Okay. What are you waiting? For? Okay, fine. Well, there'll be a um, time and a place. I'm not sort of one that's just going. I was, I was just kind of, and I think there's obviously there's a, there's there's a lot of stereotypes around the lads' curry, mm-hmm. um, and I'd imagine it's probably a very different experience to other gender persuasions. However, I'm not saying that the ladies don't go out and have a can rip up a curry house. You know, I'm yeah. not saying that, but I think it's fairly, you know, well known mm-hmm. to the lads to go in basically beard up, noisy, as yeah. I just said. Yeah, it all gets a little, and it's two ways. It's two yeah. way street, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Well, they're, they're they ripping it, us off. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they take the odd insult, but they're making an absolute fortune yeah. at our expense. So who's really laughing? Yeah. yeah. I didn't grow up having curries as a kid. No. Takeaways weren't really a thing no, in no, my household. They weren't. No. I don't know whether that was a generational thing or you think now how many places are open, how many people all the families out, all the t- you think, well, we we very rarely went out. Yeah. We at home because that's what you did. We uh, needed a Bernie sometimes as a Oh yeah. And uh, my, my dad's never liked curries. No. Ever. The smell of it and just No, never, my dad didn't just, like curries. Just so they just weren't on our radar. So when I was introduced to them, it was when you suddenly start discovering beer. Yeah. As a, as a as a mid-teen mm. and then when social life moves into the curry house yeah probably the for the first few years of going to a curry house i don't think i was ever able to read a menu mm-hmm. just because i was so pissed right. i just couldn't see yeah <laughs> so you just you'd always know what you want and then you just go in and say that every single time so you, you're never very adventurous well i said but that are. still happens with the lads they'll come with a large laminated menu with 147 things and gordon ramsay would always go just make it six main courses <laughs> yeah. and you have a pages of laminated <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> menu. and it's like it's one sauce with 14 different meats isn't it and then another sauce <laughs> And we all sit there with these great big menus and choose the same thing week yeah. in, week out. But we still read everything. Yeah. As if like... Yeah, and we might, chat to him. What, what are you having? What yeah. are you having? Then you literally just default, don't and you? And then it comes, you go, oh, that looks nice. It's, yeah. it's chicken in a, in a sauce in a thing. with rice and too many naan because you're, you're so macho. Yeah. yeah. Four pashwari here, please. It's like, isn't it? <laughs> and then I've noticed recently as we've got older, people will go... Do you want to share a naan? <laughs> you know, like, don't want anyone else here. Yeah, I don't want to be seen to be effeminate, but I can't manage a full one. <laughs> um, so what was your first experiences of, of curry then? Well, this is where the frightening is going to come in. Oh, I wasn't a big curry eater. I'm just trying to think. One of the first ones I had, this is a slight diversion, but it is curry based. So one of the first diversions I had into curry was in Selly Oak, which we mentioned one or two podcasts yes, ago. Yeah, yeah. And I had a friend who lived up near there and he said oh we're, 
this is when Bolty became a big thing. Yeah, it's like early eighties or something. Little thing like that in a minute. Okay. Yeah. So we'd gone up to Birmingham. We'd all stayed with him, four or five of us. We'd gone into this curry house that looked like someone's front room, mm-hmm. and the other front room was an off license. And because of licensing, they couldn't serve beer. Right. So basically, he would take your order and say any drinks. And we'd, we'd yeah. order it. And he'd run next, next door, door behind the counter. Like open all hours with Arkwright. <laughs> Would then bring, like, give us the beers. And go, no, it's all right, I'll bring them in. And then, like, serve us from oh, the off license. Oh, the tins of and beer. This, yeah, the whole thing was, like, really Did you put them in glass room. or just give you tins? No, it just gave you tins. It's like, <laughs> they came in a carrier. And um, the first time I had a Bolte, enjoyed it. The guy in Birmingham said, oh, I've got something quite amusing to show you. And some time ago... Is another long story. I can't remember who I went with, but I was in Amsterdam. And you obviously do the the visit to the red light district in Amsterdam. And obviously the women in the windows. Yeah, yeah. I don't actually think that's a particular... It's one of these things that you go, oh, Amsterdam, and you go there and you just yeah, feel like you need bit. a shower sort of thing. <laughs> anyway, this guy goes, I'm going to show you Sally Oak's answer to Amsterdam. Okay. So <laughs> he, had a, um, he had actually a big van. He was an engineer. So we all jumped into this van is this, we, so is this the one of your mates? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just thought he was the guy serving the beer. No, yeah, that was. <laughs> you the, got so, something for you? <laughs> we haven't got a license for prostitutes, but I can take you to some. <laughs> um, sorry, I don't want dessert. <laughs> so anyway, we got in the van. Literally went about four hundred yards, going down this road, and it says like cul-de-sac. Yeah. And I think one of the lads in the van went. Oh, Martin, you can't, you can't go down here, mate. It's a cul-de-sac. And so we drove very slowly. And as you got to the end of the cul-de-sac, probably about the last five houses mm. were all very brightly lit. And there was the Amsterdam equivalent in the front rooms. Oh, they're standing by the windows. By the windows. But there was a fair garden. So they were a distance <laughs> away. Right. So it wasn't totally clear what was going on to yeah. start with because he hadn't preempted <laughs> sure. the visit right 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 and as we got to the first driving very slowly past the first house <laughs> the woman had taken the the spirit of amsterdam in right. terms of understanding the look she was after okay so she'd concentrated on the clothing element or the lack of clothing element she yeah. got that spot on <laughs> um she the, wasn't entirely naked no she wasn't entirely naked but she was fairly alluring. Naked. she was alluring oh. i would say perhaps the lighting wasn't as as subtle as it could be because she also had the tv on behind which was casting more of a <laughs> sort of bluey glow yeah and someone was watching it which again <laughs> it took away some of the romance that's amazing but the bit that probably did it for us that maybe spoiled the magic was that she was ironing. <laughs> Spectacular. So she's in her front room. Oh, yeah. You got time. All dressed up. I just thought you'd pitch up. Can you put the ironing board away <laughs> quick? Or we could drop our ironing off and just watch. <laughs> Erotic ironing. That's very niche, isn't it? <laughs> But there would be a market for it. Yeah. But anyway, and then the, the next four houses, she was the best. The next four had like... Which means she was like, oh, come on, what else what was in there? Oh, no, it was just, it just, some of them needed tidying and they, they just lost... Like the gardens? The, no. <laughs> so they go... Well, yeah, and, and those. <laughs> Welcome to our second lad special. So anyway, that was my Sally Oak oh. curry released. So, so I guess when you think of curry, that whole that whole experience comes to mind, right? Yeah, and that is poor you. That isn't even the frightening bit. Okay, 
Tell us a bit more about curry and I'll drop that in. Okay. Imagine having something that you brought up and I went, I've got no anecdote. <laughs> not a one. It'd be very barren, wouldn't it? I think we'd, I think I might have mentioned, it's probably a bit of an apology about the, the curry mile being in Selly Oak. It's not far away. Okay. It's in Birmingham. Yeah. And it turns out Bristol didn't invent absolutely everything. No. So the curry mile isn't Selly Oak, but Birmingham. Birmingham's famous curry mile consists of a long string of curry restaurants, also known as Balti restaurants, mm-hmm. located south of Birmingham city centre. The area that comprises Stony Lane, Ladypool Road and Stratford Road is sometimes referred to as the Balti Triangle. Mm-hmm. Balti Triangle. No? Like Barry Manilow. Mm. Be muted. I was there ages. Keep up. <laughs> Yeah. You're actually 85. Yeah. You just, you were caught in the Balti Triangle. And, and I, didn't, didn't I, didn't, I didn't find the other seven mates either. Only eight went in. Yeah. Only one came out. Oh, this is a great film. So mm. This is what your book is about. Yeah, my book it, hasn't progressed very far. But. Maybe you should put these things in. Mm. Could just make an audio book instead of writing it just... Just string string rubbish. Just string these things together. You can edit that one yourself. Uh, Due to the, (laughs) it's called the Balti Triangle, due to the multitude of Balti houses dominating the neighbourhood. I think we've kind of got got the picture. The Balti was invented in Birmingham. Okay. Mm. The Balti was invented in Birmingham during the 1970s when the city's Pakistani residents created a fusion dish inspired by traditional Kashmiri recipes, but cooked in a way that was more appealing to Western tastes. Mm. Like most of our... Raw onions. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And a leaning tower of Poppadopty. <laughs> in order to qualify as a Birmingham Balti, a curry must meet a number of requirements, mm-hmm. including being cooked and served in a pressed steel Balti dish with ingredients that include turmeric, fenugreek, garam masala, garam masala, yeah, mm-hmm, garlic puree, and fresh ginger. Mm-hmm. Cool, huh? Yeah. The, the fact that we don't script this, could you could you just repeat the first uh, spice on your list? Yeah. Could you um, repeat it? Turmeric. Yeah. That's why I'm frightened of curries. Go on. I'm surprised you don't know this. So when I go I to the curry house, you, really. when I go to the curry house with the lads, I always have the same safe dish. Yeah. Because it doesn't have turmeric in it or paprika. Okay. Be- because I have a massive, massive allergic reaction to them. Oh wow. Which is possible. Well, I might not even be able to have the vaccine. I, honestly, my br- I can't take can't take all this in. Okay, we've had, so we've had, <laughs> I'll be brief. We've had balti triangle prostitutes, <laughs> leaning tariff <terror> of guns, <laughs> and now va- you can have a vaccine because you've Pfizer got a- related spice. <laughs> oh shit! This so, is brilliant. This could be an award winning episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're having to cut out quite a bit as well. I've got. A, oh no! I'm not going to say this because yeah. I just don't I trust that you. I basically edit on the it. fact my mother's listening. So yeah. there's loads that isn't going in. She here. sent me birthday wishes, bless her. Did she? Yeah. I said thank you to her. We're going out for curry next week. (laughs) Um, I'll keep this brief because it has... (laughs) It has... I've sat next to you on numerous occasions in the curry house sipping on the finest uh, down-end water. Yeah. And I've not noticed... I've actually not taken any attention, you know, no. had any attention I, to what I you I don't eat. even look at the laminated menu. There's only one safe dish. So you just kind of nod at Abdul. Yeah. Um, and he like crosses himself in the hope that I'm not going <laughs> yeah, to right, pass yeah. out and hang, go into a coma again. I'm not going to, uh, a coma. <laughs> <laughs> Been in a coma for three months. <laughs> that'd be, and, that'd be Andy when he falls asleep in it. <laughs> so, oh, lovely. Um. I'll keep this brief. No, please do. No, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So back in the day, didn't have a lot of curries. Once or twice when I had a curry, the following, well, later that night or the following morning was still in a bad way. Mm. 
always I used to drink Guinness and also used to drink Guinness with shots of port and yeah. that. Yeah, there's a name for it, isn't there? But that is gorgeous. It isn't black velvet, is it? That isn't that lager in Guinness. It's, like a... it's something like something drop, like it's like when you drop something in the sea, isn't it? You drop, drop but, your well, port. It's almost in. like a debt. I was thinking depth, depth charge, charge, but yeah. isn't that more like a, a Jaeger kind of... Um, Bomb. Yeah. And you've got that tiny little bit of ruby red as it goes through the, yeah, the oh, head of the Guinness. Yeah, really good, isn't it? Yeah. I wish I drank. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Guinness. That really nice. Yeah. I must mm. admit, I, I miss that. We could do a Christmas special, have one pint each. It would be chaos, wouldn't it? Absolute bedlam. <laughs> yeah. So a black and tan is Guinness and bitter or Guinness and mild. Okay. Poor man's black velvet is Guinness and cider. Yeah. Black Russian, Guinness and Vodka, Velvet Pussy, Guinness and Port. Velvet Pussy. According to this. Okay. It's on the website, it has to be true. So you go you were into Velvet Pussies. Okay. So, what? That's fallen in your lap, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that analogy doesn't work. No, that doesn't. So, close. I would go a out. It's seedy this episode, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it's dirty. It's a bit like a celiac cul-de-sac. Um... So <laughs> Oh dear. This is going to have to go out as a special, isn't it? <laughs> but not oh. like not as special. Oh. Um, so, would go out, have a lot to drink, mm. go to a club, get a curry, pass out. That's what Standard. happens, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And then after a while, realised that perhaps my recovery from hangover was longer than other people. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty certain this is the time where this was discovered. Basically, was served at a, a, a friend's dinner party was served with avocado mayonnaise Mm. and a sprinkling of turmeric right i think these people have been to morocco and brought back the spices anyway within about five minutes passed out collapsed on the floor okay long story short i'm allergic to turmeric and paprika now if you're going to have niche allergies (laughs) that's some going i can eat peanuts Uh but not those two and they're in a lot of things they used a lot in flavoring and well coloring more than flavoring Um, but of course all curries are like yeah. Just swimming in the sort of, you know, that red yeah. colour. So what happened? Have you... So what happens is I, depending on how much I've eaten, I either pass out and one side of my face becomes literally paralysed, okay. almost like a stroke, okay. like can't talk and, you mm-hmm. know, all down normally on the left side, like get really hot, massive sweats and just, just have to sleep for hours and hours. Right. Of course, this is what was happening back in the day. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking I'm getting drunk. This is what a hangover having the turmeric and yeah. it was so yeah it's quite a severe that is pretty yeah severe but do you know actually what it what it what it's doing is it common i wouldn't have thought it was I common i haven't mentioned anyone else and it took it was you almost like to, no, well, no, to no, an allergy been, test or actually worked out what it is and what it's doing or why or it doesn't really matter does it as, as just, well as long as you avoid it but it's one of those things so. when you go into a, a place you don't know and ask for curry and you go none of these and they're well, going but like i said it's in almost everything these yeah days. and they're all the sources are pre-made it isn't like yeah you know they're handmade to order, is it? Mm. So this... Because garlic can really screw people up. And it's pretty much in everything these days. And they never actually list it as okay. a, you know... Because celery's a allergen. Big allergen, yeah. isn't it? You've got to uh, um, put that on labels now. Contains celery. So anyway, that's why it was frightening. So now I, I don't tend to go to curry houses just because I can never be confident. So what is your dish at the old... Uh... The tamarind. Tamarind yeah. special. <laughs> oh, is it? Is that... Their special dish doesn't have it for some reason. Is it right? Yeah. Okay. Never knew that. Mm. That'd be interesting. Free plug there. Do you like hot curries? Any, really. Don't mind. You yeah. don't mind. Do you know what the hottest curry in the world is? No. Can you guess what's coming now? The fun fact? Yeah. Thal curry is considered one of the hottest curries in the world and the hottest of Indian curries, even hotter than a Vindaloo. Mm-hmm. Never had one of those. It is a British Asian curry that originated in Birmingham. See? Mm. Fusion. Mm. 
Uh, it is often made with fiery habanero peppers or Scotch bonnet peppers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling sweaty already. Uh, though many restaurants are now making it with ghost peppers, which are incredibly hot for most people. Uh, most file curry recipes will call for hot peppers like the habanero or Scotch bonnet peppers, which are roughly 300,000 Scoville heat units. There's a big thing, isn't there, on all the different units because they have um, like competitions, don't they? A lot in America. Yeah. Chili eating competitions and things. Those are definitely hot, but ghost peppers are very commonly used. Ghost peppers tip the heat scale at over 1 million SHU. Mm. If you're looking for a milder version of this recipe that still has good heat level, go with a single habanero pepper, but core it out first. Or you can make it with serrano peppers, which are about 50,000 Scoville heat units. Still hot, but not crazy. If you want to make it even hotter, if you want to make the truest, hottest curry in the world, then make it with Carolina Reaper peppers the hottest peppers in the world at the moment. Try it with other super hot chili peppers too. Like seven pot peppers or scorpion peppers. I mean, these sound horrendous, these mm. things. You're Why the, would the you new Nigella, to... aren't you? Did you hear her? Just, just <laughs> Microwave. Microwave. Genius, wasn't it? Genius. But what a great piece of marketing to oh, yeah, yourself I mean, in the public eye. She's smarter, isn't she? Yeah. Mm. Sorry. No, that was it. Okay. That's what I was <laughs> you hoping. D- you doused my curry <laughs> yeah. fire. Yes. With, uh, with Nigella. That would hot yeah. it up, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I did get the wrong curry once. You know, mm-hmm. we're talking about you know banter in the in the in the restaurants. Yeah, remember my late friend, the one who didn't yes. die, was just late to everything. Yes. and when we fell out with, when I think I might have said that there was all those times when we were growing up that trouble always seems to happen around him, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, isn't that weird? Yeah. And he realizes yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So he was in the curry house giving the the waiters all sorts of shit. Yeah, but he called them a really nasty name. Mm. They weren't very happy. He's just just been a knob. We all kind of obviously found it funny that mm. what they were likely to go and do to his curry because yeah. they're all being yeah. polite as yeah. you would be because yeah. they're tolerating our our crap anyway. All the curries come out. I start eating mine. I'm thinking, oh, this is hot. This is really, I didn't like hot curries. Mm. And I'm like starting to sweat a bit and a bit feeling a bit uncomfortable. And then mm. I realized, I asked what I got. And I realized I got my mate's curry, the one who's oh, right, been a knobber. Right. And he was sitting there going, hmm, this is kind of quite mild. Yeah. Who knows what was in that curry yeah. apart from the heat. Yeah. So the joke was on me at the end mm. of there. But um, a bit like prison food. You have to be very careful with prison food. Oh, in terms of what? Well, just in terms of if you know the people that are serving it up and you've got a good relationship with those prisoners, you're right. okay. But okay, oh, because the prisoners cook the food. Yeah, when I used to work at Lay. So if, so if you don't, if open... you fall out with someone, you don't want to be served food by them. Is that yeah. kind of what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in the the open prison, which was a lovely, lovely prison, if I was going to retire to a retirement village, you could get a prison. prison. Layhill open prison, and I'm, this isn't me any talking about the rights and wrongs of crime and punishment, but just as a location. Oh, okay. It was absolutely beautiful. Oh, wow. Gloucestershire countryside, landscape, manicured ground. They used to enter um, gardens at Chelsea Flower Show, won gold medals for really? the gardens, yeah. Oh, brilliant. We set up a farm. We had donkeys and cattle, lovely. beehives, wormeries, um, tennis courts. It was very nice. It's very nice. Crime pays, is it, or...? Still a prison, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, not going to get carried away. I mean, I think I'm not trying to to go, oh, they've all been looked after and they're sitting on their Xboxes. It it isn't. It is still a a restriction on liberty. And I think there does need to be this halfway between high category Mm. prison and and society because a lot of people are banged Mm. up for 10 years. And then, as we said the other day, given their 48 quid and they leave. Mm -hmm. So open prisons do provide that. 
you know, we were teaching people um, dry stone walling and doing fantastic. Right. You know, it was a really, really good prison. Yeah, the restriction of liberty is what the punishment is. You don't have to yeah. suffer at the yeah, same time. Yeah, but sure. so I'm not. I'm not minimizing the fact it was no, no, prison. Yeah. I'm. I'm just saying as a to go to work there and working mm -hmm. walking through the gardens and seeing the donkeys pulling little carts with the grass cuttings in, and you know, it was lovely. Do they have curry? Well, they had um, they had like a mess. Prisons are quite like army. Like yeah. literally at twelve o'clock, yeah. you'd be in the middle of a any sort of a meeting and everyone about it's 12 well right, we'll come it. back at 1 30 it's right, always yeah. an hour and a half for lunch mm -hmm. maybe the work-life balance is is better in that sort of establishment yeah i mean, I mean uh, it's got to run like clockwork hasn't it yeah mm. yeah and so if everything closes down because of x y and z then mm. you just you don't go no i'm going to work through my lunch it's, yeah, yeah no you all go and you have your lunch so and anything else on curry particularly do you have no no that's your lot that doesn't quite work <laughs> <laughs> and a shallot curry was a really famous curry. Yeah, the raw onions. Yeah, apart from raw <laughs> onions, that's shallot. <laughs> uh, brain food. Calorie deficit. You introduced me to calorie deficit. Mm. And I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, I, I know we've mentioned it, kicked it around, and we've kind of talked about James Smith, who goes on, you know, mm -hmm. calorie deficit a lot and has very firm ideas about it. Yeah, you're the one who kind of introduced me to it. Yeah, and just to understand it better. And um, you've introduced me to lots of people, and we talked about the fitness chef, yeah, which we often kind of post on, yeah, you know, repost yeah. on our Instagram yeah. and stuff because that's just fascinating. He's always putting fascinating yeah. stuff up. And I guess the kind of the thrust of what we try to do here is is put out information to the best of our abilities yeah. that it's yeah. factual, it's correct, and trying to give our kind of um, spin on it. Yeah, and I guess a balance spin where we can, just so people can go off and make their own mind up about about things but yeah. um you know you've been training what 40 odd years in kind of in terms of mm. physical mm. fitness and correct is that about yeah. 40 years yeah. you've kind of always kind of I've been in gyms for 42 years yeah so i guess where did the obviously you know attitudes to food and nutrition and understanding the science of food and calories yeah. has obviously taken a you know an upward curve in terms of the amount the amount of stuff that's available and the way people present it so i guess in your timeline training timeline was there a did you always know about it from the beginning was it is, does it go hand in hand with with strength training weight training and fitness or is it something you kind of people rumble about it and then it's become like most things it's become wider more common knowledge because when you get into kind of bodybuilding and weight training and stuff that you know it's minutiae isn't it in terms of the muscles you are training on and, yeah and the things you're eating and not eating and then, you know what i mean does that make sense or just how yeah. much is it's quite there's about 20 questions in there. <laughs> yeah. where, where, how did you inter get introduced to it what's your relationship I, with it i was just thinking i've actually the one thing that i do have is i have <laughs> might be useful to do a deep dive in these I've got my bodybuilding magazines from about 1977, 78, right. and a lot of sort of Arnie and oh, yeah, Stalin yeah. and all that. And so interesting to look at. I did look at one or two the other day, and it was interesting to look at the supplements in terms of what was being sold there. So was it more that than take these things rather than just eat well? Was it was eating well and... Because you, you look back and even in Rocky, you know, he's, he's, he's nailing the kind of raw egg. And I, th I, that, think I know that's not necessarily about calorie deficit. That's about what's happened now. We've talked about how much information there is out there and how yeah. much is right and how much is wrong. And I think what happens is we've talked about um, almost like the vilification of certain foods. Mm. And I was just like literally just as you asked that, I was visualizing because I found a photograph and I will bring a photograph in. I know none of this works on podcast, but I'll show <laughs> And this was my training partner right. when I was in Shefford. And I found a photograph of him the other day in the typical double to biceps pose. And he was a young black lad. And it's relevant that he was black because one of the things that was very big, and we're talking like 1980, 81, what was very big within the black community was a drink called Nourishment. I think it was called Nourishment. Mm -hmm. 
We might have to look. Can we have a quick look? Yeah. It's in a can. If you can have a... What, oh. what is it? A, a protein thing or... Yeah. 40 years ago. Uh, hold on. Dunn's River Nourishment Original Banana. Yeah. And what a brilliant... It's lovely marketing, It's nourishment it? wrong, but um, oh, yeah, yeah, it looks really... It's, it's a really pretty... Uh, I'll save that and put it on the uh, socials. So that was what it was, was it? A unique creamy taste made with fresh milk, the original nourishment since 1981. And it used to... And I might be wrong. Is that one of the earlier kind of protein drinks? Well, the, the reason I was saying that, that, that he was a young black lad, it was very much within the, the black community. And I know when I worked um, as a bookie in the early 80s, again in a black community, nourishment was always the go-to drink. But it was really <laughs> interesting because the back in those days, and I'm positive I'm right on this, <laughs> we'll check. Marcus Aurelius, um, <laughs> and it had a, a, a ring pull lid, so it was a can. Yeah, this can. one, that one. Had, oh, does yeah, it? Yeah, it does, yeah. And you drank it basically out of quite a sharp can. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't very subtle. Well, that one got a pull thing on it, but... Yeah, but there wasn't like a drinking thing. It was, you just opened the whole can. Right, okay. So you like couldn't a, save condensed it. milk or something. Yes, it was exactly like, it tasted like condensed milk. Or just pierced the top and... And chug it or something. No, but. you just pulled it off and then drank it. But you did have quite a sharp can. And of course, right. you couldn't do anything with it because it wasn't... You had to drink it all. Yeah. Because also with being milk, yeah, you know, you it gets warm. It. Yeah, yeah. So we... That used to be our staple that we would, we would go and train, walk up to the local shops, get a can of chocolate nourishment each, and mm. then go to the butcher's and ask for a pound's worth of steak cut up. All right. So we'd cut it up into cubes mm-hmm. and we would walk along the road eating steak... What, raw steak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Badass. No, it's fine. Yeah. Raw steak's fine. Yeah, just, you know. Don't do it with chicken or pork, children. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so literally we'd have a little bag with a pound's worth of steak. I don't have ever eaten raw steak. Yeah, if you That's get a decent cut, nice. it's fine. Yeah. yeah. So the point I'm making is that very much then, because there was no social media, mm-hmm. that was, you know, what would Arnie do? He would eat, <laughs> which is ironic that he's now going on to documentaries about being vegan mm. although mm. i've just seen an advert with him with a massive turkey for thanksgiving i think he seemed to have slipped <laughs> now, now the sponsorship has run out <laughs> so yeah what i'm saying is i used to have raw eggs i used to have raw beef mm. and swill it all down with nourishment because that is what you were told and yeah. i would like literally put four or five eggs just to swallow them whole yeah then you get a bit of information that says Egg whites are a very pure food, and actually it's really hard to digest if you don't cook them first, so it's better to have poached eggs or boiled eggs than raw eggs, and so you get a little bit of information. But Edwina Curry then came on to the the TVs and going, eggs will kill you, they're full of cholesterol. And to this day, people believe, not just the salmonella, but the cholesterol in the the egg. You'll still see posts on Instagram where, where someone's gone... I'm having eight eggs, two yolks, and then six just the whites. Right. And so what happens, this is the point I think I'm saying about nutrition and about diets and about everything, is that there's constant evolution, Mm -hmm. but we never perhaps now get the true story Mm. because there's always a vested interest in someone going, you shouldn't eat eggs because of this. And also this perception at the moment around eat vegan food because it's healthier. Mm -hmm. We haven't got time to do this, but I took a photograph of something that's called no pork belly. It's a vegan food. And on the list of the ingredients, the first ingredient was no pork belly. And I'm thinking, they have to say that there's no pork belly in it. So they call it pork belly. Oh, they call it it pork belly. Well, they call it no pork belly. But then then they have to say there's no pork belly in it. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It already says no pork belly. But why can't... I'm surprised that vegan packaging constantly has reference to dead animals on the packaging well, well, I, couldn't it be i've always yeah 
I've always struggled with it. Vegetarian yeah. chicken. Well, it's not chicken. Yeah. And vegetarian bacon, it's not bacon. But I, I, I mean, the, the question I would like to ask if you are vegan, which for a lot of people would be a moral stance. Mm. Some people do it for either real or perceived health benefits, and some do it because of a moral outlook. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If it is a moral outlook, why would you want your plant-based jackfruit looking like rashes of bacon, which is surely going to be a visual reminder of shredded shredded pigs? But the point I was going to make is that on this particular vegan dish, apart from the ingredient of no pork belly, and it just seems ultimately wrong that on a list of ingredients you have to say what not not in it, because then you might have to go... There's also no chicken. (laughs) (laughs) But there were 72 (laughs) ingredients. And I just thought, that's a lot of processing. Yeah, that is. I think we've come a long way from the vegan ideal of having a plant-based healthy Mm. diet to something that had 72 Mm. ingredients. So the point I was going to say about the the cyclical nature is I think what happened now is more is less and that people are sticking their colours to a particular mast. So calorie deficit, low carb, you know, a keto diet, extreme calories, so only doing six or 800. And people are, are investing in that and going, this is the way to lose weight. Mm. And I think losing weight in some ways is the least of your problems. The point when you did the heading calorie deficit, yes, um, the two clients I was mentioning to you, mm. two clients trained together. I might get these figures wrong. I don't even know what the timeline is. But in the last few months, one has gone down from, I think, something like 10 stone 12 to 9 stone 1. The other person has gone down, I think, from 15, 12 to 13, 13. So a pound less than two stone. So they've let, between them, lost close to four stone. And this has made them happy. And this is what they wanted to achieve. And they've done it with calorie deficit. And for all intents and purposes, that has helped things like self-esteem. It has helped things like how they feel about themselves in their clothes. And it has made them happy. So it's the creation of the habit that then becomes default. So one of them, for example, weighs out snacks and has them in a little bowl rather than take the bag of crisps in or the bag of popcorn yeah. weighs it out and you could go that isn't sustainable but you after can't three do that everywhere no but you but the habit you almost don't have to weigh it is that what you're going to say you kind of the you, habit you, is this is how many crisps i eat as a yes, snack yes and, and you could just work that out and it just you don't even think about it yeah, it becomes intuitive yeah. and instinctive yeah. And I think that's the problem. If something isn't sustainable, there's no point doing it for and a year. And enjoyable. I don't know what you're going to say, because that is also what the fitness chef... Yes. He's not making any food judgment, which is part of our food special about there are so many judgments around food. Yes. And he's saying, look, you can ha- you can eat your sweets and you can have the things you like. We're not saying that. There's lots of movements that we've mentioned before that yes. encourage the treats. Yes. Because they encourage you to eat badly and keep coming back to said yes. said things. Yeah. Here's the fact, but you, it doesn't mean you have to take that out. And I think the part of the sustainability bit is is being able to enjoy it, not just practically sustaining that, yes. but the soul stuff, you know, the stuff that's... Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. it, this yeah, doesn't yeah. have to be suffering, does it? No, food shouldn't be suffering. And no. it's interesting that this the, the person I said to yes, about you yesterday was asking about his diet, looked at me really guilty and he went, I'm off for a McDonald's and I went, great. Mm. And he said, well, why great? And I said, don't have the McFlurry yeah. and don't have the full fat Coke. If you have a McDonald's, which is some protein... With some carbs yeah. and a little bit of sauce, yeah. which is fat, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, yeah. A McDonald's per se isn't yeah. bad food. If you then you know, have your McFlurry, your ice cream and mm. your full fat Coke, then you're going to suffer. Yep. When you listed this as calorie deficit, I thought I've shifted in my view because I think losing weight is only one part of this. Mm. And I think it should be the first bit because people can measure it. 
they can feel they've achieved something, they can have that feel-good factor that will make it sustainable. I think the second bit is then understanding food and understanding your relationship with food instead of just going, it's a mathematical formula. And that's how I did present it to you. Three and a half thousand calories is a pound of fat. Mm -hmm. So the science goes... And I know people are going to go, this isn't all strictly true, but Mm. roughly, if you're in deficit by that amount, which Mm. is 500 calories a day, and deficit being the difference between the amount you expend and the amount you take in, you, near enough, will lose a pound a week if you did that every week. There's a whole number of other factors. There's water retention, there's menstrual cycles, there's stress producing cortisol, which blah, 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 blah. In basic science, if you are in a calorie deficit, Mm. over time, consistently, you will lose weight. Yeah. But I think that has to be the foundation to then changing, as I say, your relationship with food, your understanding with food, Mm. and then your understanding of other things like supplements. And I know I go on and on about vitamin D. Really, really interesting. Warburton's have just launched a vitamin D fortified bread. Just launched it. It's a, I think two slices have a third of your daily amount as advertised by the government which works out at 130 IUs. I take 4,000 IUs a day. So for me, it's maybe not the levels I would expect, but really interesting in this day and age that suddenly we're following Finland (laughs) and Sweden and the others and going, we're going to fortify. And no one's come out. No, no, I haven't seen anything in the press and going, what on earth? Don't force us into vitamin D. And I am a little bit... Because there isn't really an argument, is there, as such? No, especially not at that level. And having it in food is so much better. I mean, supplements have got a place, but if we could get everything from eating egg yolk and salmon and herring and fortified bread, then great. We don't need to take supplements. Yeah, Um, used to be fibre. Fibre in in foods, putting extra fibre in things was good, and it's not always good. And the stuff I went through was actually fibre could rip your guts to pieces if you've got too much of it like most things but if you've got too much of it but fiber was a big thing and then it's not good for everybody no it really no. isn't whereas vitamin d i mean the, the other thing that we've had from um the fitness chef isn't that yeah. no wrong yeah, yeah from graham tomlinson um we will put the link because that guy mm. is is yeah, spot amazing. on yeah. he's mentioned very much foods like porridge mm. and then protein porridge right and they're basically tripling the price in some instances right. and you're getting a gram of protein per portion yeah. but they're displaying you can get protein uh, you can get protein so it's on uh, the shelf. Snickers. Okay, protein. when it's on the shelf, you go, all right, they look pretty much the same packaging. Like, oh, this one's yeah. got protein, but you probably don't notice yeah, it. In very big letters. It's another couple of quid or whatever. Yeah, and it's generally in carbs. Don't go to a carb <laughs> to get protein. Right. If right. you're going to Weetabix because it's got eight grams of protein per 100 grams, that 8%, you could... It, it's just not a good source. It, it's not where you go. You wouldn't go for, I don't know, you wouldn't go for a thick shake for hydration. It's horses yeah. for courses. Yeah. If something is a carbohydrate, mm. then then use it as that. Mm. Don't think because it's, you know, got some whey milk in it yeah. and it has some protein or some soy protein in it that somehow it's, it's a panacea. Yeah. And it's never going to be enough. You can never cram enough protein into a Weetabix that's going to make any (laughs) appreciable difference. So that's what I'm saying. The first thing, I still think there is a place. And one of the things that's happening on Instagram is don't be defined by numbers. Don't be defined by the scales. I'm working with two people that have lost four stone. That has made them happy. Yeah. So stop being all Instagram influencers and go, no, it's much more about blah, blah, blah. Get the basics right. Yeah. Feel good about yourself. I think it's understanding with the, from the weight point of view, like you said, that it's you can you can put weight on overnight, but it's there's all sorts of reasons why that's happening. Yes. You haven't eaten, so it's not you know it's understanding why your actual weight might fluctuate. 
but measuring is still an important yeah jordan is jordan went on a, a mini cut recently and he was showing what a sort of zigzag it is on the graph but yeah. the downward trend right. and he did this one with um drinking water before he weighed right. and one of my clients went like what the fuck i didn't realize yeah it's almost like i didn't realize not this particular person so if you're being good and hydrating well yes you're, you're, yeah. this person of... has four liters a day they hydrate we had the and what, what is it is it a liter of, of water is a, is a pound in a, weight a, a, or? a pint of water yeah. is a pound and a quarter <laughs> yeah and that's like you have two pints of beer and you've put on yeah. two and a half pounds yeah yeah yeah. having this idea that the scales but you do the scales over a period of time yeah so with my clients i would never weigh tell them to weigh every day mm. i know jordan side was i would say weigh once a week but look at the results as a four-week cycle mm. so if you're a woman measuring on day one and you measure a week later and go i've put on two pounds yeah. it could be for where you are in your menstrual cycle yeah, yeah. Look at the result 28 days later, yeah. and that should be your comparison. Mm -hmm. But just keep a record of these weekly ones, yeah. but don't go, I put on three pounds. Yeah, yeah you yeah. put on three pounds because I can see you're bloated because you're retaining water because you're in yeah, this yeah, period yeah. of, yeah, uh, of your, your cycle. Yeah. So this is, I think, what I'm saying. Calorie deficit is one way that you can reduce weight so that that is the first step. The second step is understanding your relationship with food and doing some research and finding out the truth about food and finding people that are telling you the truth, not companies mm -hmm. that try and sell. And then link to that is looking at either supplement or hydrate supplements or hydration to fill the gaps that you're not meeting. And then the third one is making this your way of life so that you have that balance exactly as Fitness Chef says that every time you have, and I hate these descriptions of bad food or dirty food or you know stuff that's not clean food, or but there are some foods that, that if you can try and have them as a reward and not feel guilty perfect but yeah. just recognize that if it becomes a you know a regular award that's going to set you back yeah and we've, we i know we can't go a whole episode without mentioning crisps but <laughs> you know there is that time that you can undo a lot of work by eating but that doesn't mean don't eat crisps yeah it just means have it as part of your overall balanced diet so if you go to the nhs website and look up curry <laughs> right <laughs> which you can you've done this have you? yeah i have it it says try to avoid anything that's creamy or deep fried this is if you're trying to go for the healthier option Okay. Uh, to reduce the amount of fat in your meal. It's not always about fat. Fat is doesn't it? make you fat, NHS. Fitness Chef had something on yesterday. Um, it was an innocent smoothie. It wasn't, okay, it wasn't yes. your tropical and, zing. And a full fat Coke. And the Coke. Yeah, this will make you fat. Made, this... made by the same company. Yes. This yes. one makes you thin, this one makes you fat. Yes, yeah. Um, so we might pop this up on when this episode comes out. But yeah, but when you look at kind of calories, because you're typing calories it says healthy yeah. options it goes yeah. to reduce the fat and like you said it's not does it say anything else same thing. so there's choose dishes with tomato based sauces such as jalfrezi and madras or tandoori cooked meat because there's a curry calorie chart just read out where it mentions not to have masses of poppadoms and naans that are probably high in saturated fat. Does it yes, say that? It says so also choose plenty of vegetables, including lentil side dishes known as dal. Yep. Uh, try to avoid any creamy curry such as korma, pasanda, masala with pilau, rice, naan, bhajis, pakoras and poppadoms. Okay. It's healthier options, tandoori, cooked meat, which we just talked about, or jalfrezio, madras, chicken, vegetables, prawns or vegetables, plain rice and japati. <laughs> Okay, so so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read, I know we did this before, I'm going to read out what I've written in my notes, Yeah. and I'm going to give you a 10-second explanation. And if there's any that you'd yeah. like, a minute explanation, we'll have them as the bookmarks. Is that okay? Yeah. Because these all have some importance to me. You've mentioned some things this week that are really important as well, like um, 
77 brigade. 77th brigade. It sounds like some things are going to need a bit of a... That's going to need more because we're going to have to be really careful what we say about that. Go for it. Okay, so I listened to a podcast and it was entitled Cockney at Oxford. And this is the guy that I've mentioned in Top Fight Time Machine who basically he and I are living parallel lives. Every aspect that he's done in his life, I mean, he's been more successful than me, but the the, the more chaotic elements of the life are like totally in parallel. This is the guy I keep meaning to write to. Yeah. Anyway, listen to the podcast and he went, oh yeah, I got an interview at Oxford, but I ballsed it up. Right. And that's what I did. So okay, it's you like, haven't mentioned that. Have I not? No. Okay, well, we can talk about that sometime. That was really just fascinating that I was just driving to here and, and that he was basically talking about his interview and it's exactly the same as mine. Yeah. The one I told you about, Philip Schofield taking the piss out of short contestants, I'm not going to let him off because I'm going to re-look at that. He was horrible. Absolutely yeah. horrible. Well, if, you, if you feel strongly about I it. I do. And it's, it's, we, we've talked about height and judging people on their height. Yep. And why is that any different to yep. judging anyone else's differences? Yes. Inflatable tanks that were invented in the Second World War to make the uh, enemy think you have tanks. <laughs> and video I have of people carrying these tanks and putting them in fields. Oh, that's amazing. And they're full size. And they look pretty good from a they distance. Look, it's they, like they're yeah, literally carrying a They look good tank. close up. <laughs> right. They look like the world's most exciting bouncy castle. Brilliant. But yeah, so really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. And And... My question is, how the fuck didn't we know about this? How do we not know that dummy inflatable tanks weren't a thing? Um, Maybe that's the point. Mountain meditation, which I've mentioned. I wouldn't mind revisiting that. Is this your, I'm a mountain. Yes. I'm a taller mountain Yeah, with an ice cap, which is smaller than an ice sheet. I did look that up. Oh, what was an ice cap? Is it is actually an iceberg or is it the top of a mountain? You didn't even do your last bit of homework, so I'm not expecting you to. An ice cap is a mass of ice that covers less than 50. 50,000 square kilometers. So it's not an iceberg? No. Something on Insta Search, which I'll give you details after this, because you know, we have, I have my own Instagram page and you've now given me access to the, to, to the, to the work one. Yes. And there's something I found on Search that I didn't know existed. And I don't know anyone who does know existed, but I'll tell you afterwards and we'll look into it. Can't you drop that in now? You can't try tease you everyone like. like that. Okay. All right. We'll do this live on it. Go, go on to the Iron Fine Cast Insta Search. I've got another six after this, so I'll leave them. At the top? Yes, in the search bar. I've got anything in the search bar. What does yours look like? And it changes. It does on my phone. On Oh, oh no, I have. I've got mud run. Okay, so I've got pull-ups. Ceiling design. Chest day. Scandinavian style. <laughs> that says Scandinavian hotties, you know. <laughs> um, arm workout. <laughs> Positive mind. Gym life. Contrast photography. This is great. Running technique. Cycling photography. Basketball game. Oh, yeah, take the bloody piss because I'm five foot seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gone back around to mud run again. No, I've never, no, never noticed that. But it's almost like... Um, is it uh, trying to put things into your mind? All oh, these are things I you think, like. No, I think what it's like. doing is going, this is what we... So you've got some creative stuff in there. Mine basically is nothing <laughs> other than exercise. <laughs> right. But maybe it's oh, our use of Instagram. So yeah, maybe, because I just thought it would have been account-based. So whatever I'm looking at, you'll look at and vice versa. Yeah, it's not, no. But, Clever and air. Never seen that before. No. I'll leave the others because there's too many. Okay. Well, we've got lots, lots of things to come back to. We have indeed. That's it for this episode. Well done for getting this far and thanks for listening. All links and references will be in our show notes. Please make sure you subscribe to us via your favorite podcasting app. And if you're enjoying this pod, then please do tell a friend and help us spread the word. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, then congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> You've made it and you're successful and 
clever and trendy, then please do leave us a five star rating and or a review as it really helps with ag- algorithms or something. I really no idea. I really don't have no. any idea how it works. Give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at I'm Finecast and you can send your emails to I'm Finecast at gmail.com. In the next episode, we're going to be talking about creativity. Yeah. I like to think this is right up my strasse. Mm-hmm. But it was your idea. That's it. Yeah. Our work here is done. Yeah. <laughs> see you next episode. Yeah. Bye. See ya.